Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the video game world. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you wish to support this grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. No affiliates. That's what we have here. Garthy's podcast getting sent free games. And then claiming to be impartial. Hmm. I start querying it. I if think. we got sent free games, would we be impartial? I think at this stage now, there would have been a time, so back yeah. in, say, 2014, when it when it all first started, we started experimenting with various videos and podcasts and whatnot. I think then it would have been really exciting. And you'd be like, oh, mm. yes. What a status to get yeah, yeah. But we've now, made it yeah and now I just think no I know what I want to play mostly I don't need you to send me this random game and say oh you know we'll send you this if you do some coverage on it it's like no thanks I'll yeah. make my mind up it, the, the games that we talk about are always weeks old anyway like there's no value to getting <laughs> in front of it this there's a lot of people out there doing that job already, is why I see it. Much more successful, much much bigger in terms How you of penetrating reach. that market. Hey, what hey, USP have you got? Exactly. Just play what we want to play, and if people find the chat interesting or useful, mm. then fair enough. Yeah. Most people listen for the banter, I think, if there is any of that to be called. Anyway, I didn't introduce you, but it's resident referee Logan, yeah. the FGL Grand Prix winner installed again. People wondering about Adkins. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, drink, probably drugs as well as taken. It's actually what I've noticed is films for him at the moment. He's on yeah. this. He's on an absolute tear of watching films. He's got one of those unlimited passes. I think at the Odeon, unbelievably, which is mm. not not the place you want it. And he's um, he's loving his his movies and his films. So he's off. He's off been doing that of many of evenings when I'd normally pick him up. But I did see him last night playing Hogwarts Legacy. So he's still chipping away. At these games, which is important for him, because he gets in the doldrums. Otherwise, <laughs> those backlogs get to him, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do get on top of him. And it's a self-inflicted backlog. So he fucking buys everything before it's even. He pre-orders it, and then he's put himself yeah. in a in a pickle, isn't he? Mm. Anyway, he'll be he'll be back. Don't you worry. There's stuff in the can that's got him appearing on it, so he may well appear at the end of a podcast. But you know, Moss Logan's here. We thank him for his time. Um. Undisputed way, undisputed best way, I should say, yeah. to start a podcast we know is delay news, which Logan was tested on on the last episode. Um, this is a little bit of, this is more of, I think it's more exciting than a typical delay news. Normally, delay mm. news comes with negative connotations. You're like, oh, they fucking blown it. And this is this mm. is a technical delay, but I'm I was sort of reluctant to put it in delay news. Maybe we'll recategorize it, but. Essentially, talked himself out of it. Well, no, it is it is delay news, and people try and let him off the hook line. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter, in my view, for this for this game in particular. So last year we had a June showcase for Xbox. They said everything we're showing here 
will be out in the next 12 months. That was in June. They yeah. showed all sorts. They showed... I think they even showed Pentiment at that point. That was being showed. High Fry Rush wasn't shown because we didn't know about it. They showed things like uh, Forza, Redfall, obviously, which has got a May release date. And obviously, the big one, at least for me anyway, and I don't know how you feel about this, but was Starfield. That's like the big Xbox published and, and made title that I'm basically hanging my hat on for this year. And mm. they said it'll be out in the next 12 months, which would have been June of 2023. Yep. They've not got that, but what they've basically have revealed is there's going to be a showcase in June for the whole of Xbox, and there's going to be a direct of Starfield showcasing the game. So we're going to see, right. I would suspect, 20, 30 minutes worth of gameplay and commentary to go through the systems to really dig into it. I think mm. that's something people should earmark if they're sniffing around it. That's June the 11th. But they also announced that the release date for Starfield has is, is been nailed down for the time being as we know this has already been delayed previously from november of 2022 and it's arriving september the 6th and um so it's a technical delay news because they hadn't put a date on it they had put a window Mm. on it and then have come out and said look ain't, ain't happening in june september i guess first of all yeah where are you sitting with starfield because Mm. people that made skyrim Great game. People yeah. made Fallout 3, one of my personal all-time favourites. Fallout 4, associated with Fallout 76, which is widely considered a disaster from many aspects. And my 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 quote is always, they've not made a, a game, a great, a great game, I should say, in 10 years, which would have been, in my view, Skyrim. Um, mm. it's, it's over that now. But they have made one of the most influential games ever in Skyrim, and for those that liked Fallout, it has a similar style and, and, and kind of substance to it. Not one for Logan because of them squabblers uh, and scrabblers, yeah. those um, ghouls. Actually, I think, the, I think the ghouls actually are the uh, friendly ones that have like been yeah. radiating their skins falling off, but they're still human. And they turn into basically zombies once they go too far. Anyway, I'm yeah. talking over you, not letting you even answer the question I asked two minutes ago. Starfield, where does it sit on a sniffometer and does it make it onto a menu eventually or just more I'm a, bit concerned. I'm a bit concerned about the possibility for for scrabblers i like the space setting, but space is all, when i see these space games i'm always like i don't know space i don't know crabs I've, seen. I've seen space crabs is that going to put you off or is it mm. is it a humanoid weird aliens or something yeah i mean anything weird is generally off the menu if it's trying Mm. to make me jump it definitely gets off the menu um i just i don't know i just think it's gonna be one of these dark like space games that i don't like a bit for some reason it gives me like a dead spacey kind of vibe not necessarily in terms Mm. of like enemy type but in terms of potential environment and that isn't something i feel like would I'd be able to play. I'll get, um, I'll get shot for saying this because you're not allowed yeah. to make this comparison. But I would argue it's to me. It looks like okay, we don't know. It looks more yeah. like a a No Man's Sky type jobby where it's open. There's not a lot of in- Dead Space's interiors, yeah. claustrophobic yeah, yeah. kind of corridors. Mm. This is like go and explore the world. You know the terrain. Go and find a settlement maybe and talk to people. Mm. Go and find this random. Fucking poor bloke who's like, oh, I've broke my fucking leg. Come and help mm. me. Get me some medicine. All that sort of stuff. So I, I mean, look, I think it, it depends on what 
what they're trying to get out of it. Like, if there's... Skyrim in space, things, that's what I'm told. Yeah, I mean, that's doable. <laughs> like, so, it all depends on You don't on trust whether... Todd. You don't trust him not to get a jump scare. Yeah, I mean, the odd one I can deal with. But if there's, if there's enemies that are cropping out and stuff and you're on your own and I don't... I <laughs> you don't have a like companion that. with you. You can, you can bring companions along, little AI buddies. They can be like they can be they can be like the muscle and be like oh I'll protect you. Yeah, I really it, it, I'd need to see more mm. essentially before it's not something that I'm like waiting day dot to get. Like, is the, is um, that because you're not the biggest fan of Skyrim potentially? Like not that you know a lot of people think that's yeah, yeah. like one of the greatest games yeah. ever made, which is which is fine mm. and all that. I don't quite know where I stand, and I just prefer Fallout, so I know, mm. um, which is one of my favourites of all time. Are you not in that crowd where you thought did you even play it? Yeah, I did for a bit. Yeah, we go, I did give bit. it a go. He gave it a go. Well, nooked. Yeah, not really. I just found it all a bit. I like open world games, but I like them to not be too big and too <laughs> daunting. And I felt like Skyrim was just on this whole nother level. And I remember being like chucked in front of a dragon or whatever quite early on in it. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what is? I don't, I don't even. And the combat was. A bit uninspiring, if I remember, oh, and I was just yeah. a bit like, yeah, yeah. I was just a bit like, I don't know what what I'm doing here. So yeah. I, I just, I just, I just wasn't engaged by it really. Um, the same happened with No Man's Sky when I played that. I was a bit like, mm. what, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Yeah, like what are we doing? Like, and I, I get, things. I get the purpose, but and some people love it. I'm just a bit like, mm. yeah. I mean, my, my love for these games is, I wouldn't say it necessarily is the open world. I think that necessitates the game and the scope of it, but it's more to do yeah. with kind of making choices during quests and then having different outcomes. But it's got it's very choice-based. Mm. There's lots of dialogue choices and there's lots of ways you can build your... I mean, I saw, I know if it's just in the game, and hopefully they'll show all this in June, mm. but I saw a perk <clears throat> that you can add to this. So when you build your character... And it said something like um, parents or something like that. And basically you can add a mm. perk where in the game it will generate your parents somewhere on another planet that you can just go and visit occasionally. Just go and pop in and say, all right, mum, dad. Got Why a- do I want life simulator? Well, that's what Persona will do to you, mate. You start thinking <laughs> about these things and you want the life sim elements. But that was just one of like, it yeah, looked like yeah, dozens of perks. But that's the sort of yeah. shit I like. I'm like, oh, that would be just cool yeah. to have just some sort of, and maybe they could tie quests into it. They get abducted. I'm now writing it for them, which I shouldn't do because when that doesn't happen, you'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed like Metal Gear Solid 5. That's, what, that's been going on for years. Rewrote the ending of that and then it turned out to be nothing like it and got cracked on. <laughs> was not finished though, that game. <laughs> Um, that's interesting. You're not quite sold yet, which is good, I think, because um, mm. as we spoke about that piss head earlier, he would have been just singing its praises already. I mean, yeah. It's good to have a bit of scepticism, not born out of anything other than Skyrim was, it didn't really hook you, which is a major factor as to why I like or think this game could be something I'm really going to mm. love is because their previous work, they've had the pedigree to get me, but for you, not so much. Yeah, I just think even when I've seen... Like I've watched streams and various things of Fallout as well, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, there's something about it that just doesn't pique my interest. I don't know why. I can't really describe it. Like even if you took the Scrabblers and stuff out of, well, out of uh, Fallout, I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but I'm just sit here and I'm when I watch it, it doesn't even make me think. Oh, I wish I could do that. 
I think one of the things that you value, I think most people value, but particularly, I mean, you can play these games third person, but generally that's a disaster. You want to play in first person. Yeah. But the combat, like you mentioned in Skyrim and in the Fallout games in particular, are subpar, really. You know, <laughs> it's, it's piss poor, generally. Like, it really isn't. <laughs> up to subpar to piss poor. He's really thought about it and gone, that's not far enough. It, it's bad. I just want to use the term piss poor more. Once you sent me that Simon Jordan tweet, I thought that is such an underutilized description <laughs> of. <laughs> of how things are sometimes but generally yeah. that's the weakest part of the games are the combat yeah. and you obviously come from a, a background combat driven combat yeah. driven games are always getting installed so it's no wonder yeah. that you know you pick up a gun in say fallout maybe and go what the fuck is this loose uh, shit and yeah. yeah i don't know anyway this is good news because we've got a, we've got a release date Look, they've got to delay again. They've got to delay again. I think there'll be another PR disaster for them to handle. But you know, mm. what, what is a PR disaster these days? If the game comes out eventually and scores a ninety-three, it's done in it. It's game set match and all, all that <laughs> pissing and moaning has been flushed away. So yeah. for me, definitely excited for September the sixth. Seems at the moment like a good window. It's after Tears of the Kingdom, probably before Spider-Man Two, which we don't have a date for. But I'd imagine that's sort of. October, November time. So, yeah. Like, but- you're going to be for months when it comes out. I know. Yeah, I don't sure. know why you're thinking, oh, in a couple of weeks, will be- no chance. Mm-mm. It's really going to clog you up. If, it, if it's good. Yes. And if you, like, if, 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 it's, if it starts getting those reviews and you're sitting there and that, that could be the end of the year gone for you. Here's what I will say. Yeah. A lot of games out there, a lot of games on backlogs, a lot of games sitting on menus that I've created, 70 odd. <laughs> Never going to get played, so why it's that high, I don't know. But if if it comes out yeah, and doesn't – this sounds really a stupid way to do it, but if it comes out and gets, like, less than an 85, I might not even play it day one. Yeah, yeah. I actually might not. Because of what you say, the game's going to take a significant investment of time, mm. and by that time we should know when Spider-Man's due, plus any other third party or secrets or surprises that are due. Yeah, yeah. And if there's something coming out even three weeks after this, I'll think, well, I'll just wait. Because mm. this game's only going to get better. Like, they'll patch it and it'll be it'll be in a better state. It, I could wait if the, if the reviews are a bit middling and there's perhaps performance issues or bugs or whatever, then so be it. But mm. obviously, if it comes out and it's scoring 90s and above... The, it gets installed yeah, most, yeah. most likely yeah, because yeah. like I said you don't always have to listen to the reviews but those aggregated scores are a good temperature gauge 100% add yeah. 5 minus 5 and you're in you're in a most likely a general window and I know that <laughs> I've got in me to love these games because I have done previously mm. so it's kind of there for you but you are going to take some convincing I think from on Sunday June the 11th when they do their sort of big blowout of it and yeah uh, I think it's one of those to be honest I, I'll probably watch a few streams of it and things when it, it is live and try and get a bit of a feel for it mm. to see what it's about. Um, and obviously if there's a, a carp element or anything to it at some point, I'd be interested in doing some of that, but no, um, don't yeah. start trying to bring co-op into my single player games. I'm not I having it. I know you'd love that. I knew you'd enjoy it. I need it. you running around in my space fucking ship or whatever. The, I need to come have. and wreck it. I'm still out to get revenge when you blow up my house in Minecraft. <laughs> That's paper. <laughs> That's me. Both of us. <laughs> I think it was on paper save, so I always blame him. But that was that was. I wish we'd straight like back then. We didn't really have the means to. But no, that was, that was no. fucking hilarious. Um, so that's that. That's Starfield. One question I will ask. 
question. Yeah. In terms of hype or sniffometer, whatever you want to describe mm. it as, what's higher, Starfield or Redfall at the moment? Both Xbox titles. Redfall more in your wheelhouse in terms of combat-driven loot, co-op. It's got yeah. all those wells and whistles. Mm. And people will say, I know you're under pressure here because it'll be sacrilege to say Redfall, but I was just asking. Yeah, I'm asking yeah. I mean, I, 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 if someone put them in front of me and said, choose one, pick one, choose one, and there'll be a crew of people there to play Redfall with you, I'll choose Redfall. Mm. I just think I would enjoy that game more more than playing Starfield on my own. Good. That's I what, think that would be my gut feel. That's what I wanted to hear. Mm. So that it's not this same brain being wheeled out. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie 2.0. Because I, <laughs> yeah. because for me, it's a definite Starfield, but I, I, yeah, yeah, your yeah. perspective's always slightly different because of these these combat-driven games. And It could ask me, any, even if you just said Redfall and Resi 4. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd just be like, well, it's Redfall. Dead Space. Like, Resi 4. Yeah, Redfall. All right, yeah, Dead Space like, or Resi 4. There we go. Oh, Catch him out. Cool. If I, if I had a gun to me head, it'd have to be Dead Space. <laughs> You'd rather play... Wow. Yeah, I think so. Damn. I, I don't. I really don't enjoy those Resi games. Like, I, they make me. Gen- they, I get uh, anxious watching them. I think Dead Space is scarier, but you know, it is. You I, I think overall it is, but um, I think on the basis, yeah, I just think I could deal with that better. I don't yeah. know why. That's fair enough. Anyway, that's Starfield and Xbox. They've got a showcase coming in June. Annoying that it's on a Sunday. I will say that because creates hassles and headaches for covering it on the, on the podcast that's usually recorded you know back end of a week ready for monday so i'll figure something out i've got plenty of time to plan and atkins usually watches that took live so he's usually a good crutch to pull in on that um if people want to sit there for three hours listening to us waffle of course but um, yeah starfield the big news of the week most likely and it was a delay news but um, in this case, I think it's more of a positive than negative because we have a nailed down date. Um, FFGL updates. We've got Destiny 2 Lightfall, which is out. And last week it was out, but we didn't have any reviews to score mm. it. Now, reluctant to take what's been listed so far as the gospel because there's actually only about a dozen or so reviews that have gone through and did it. The raid is out as we record this. So... Many people will be jumping into that, playing it, trying to fit worlds first or whatever they do. (laughs) And it may well change. But at the moment, Open Critics got it as a 78 for Destiny 2 Lightfall. I believe this is the penultimate expansion for the, the light and the dark story arc, which, you know, you could have fooled me into thinking there was any sort of arc in this game. But, um... That's in Parky's Grand Prix team. It's also in Hall's Grand Prix team. May I say, I don't think that was what they were, either of them were hoping for. The Witch Queen scored an 88. Mm. So 10 points off the mark, potentially. What do you make of that then? I mean, it's early. It could go up. Yeah. It, well, I doubt it'll get to an 88 now because it's already kind of got a few hooks damage in Damage has been done. Damage may yeah. well have been done. The raid may well boost it a few points. It may scrape into mm. the 80s, but... Um, Destiny 2 Lightfall. I mean, this is another... I see this as another example of Bungie just blowing hot and cold. Mm. They seem to do one absolute thriller and then they go, right, put feet up on this one. And then the next one will be the absolute absolute thriller. So, Lightfall, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't played Destiny 2 for for some time. Why is that? As you well know. 
I just... Um, we all used to play it at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very... It's one of those games that requires you to constantly be grinding it to get, mm. like, the next... to the next bit. And... Yeah. There's only so much. I mean, the gunplay in it is fantastic. Like, I'm not. I'm not even going to say like the the gameplay in itself is is poor because it's not. Like, so I good. really like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just you know, I think once you you just you, you know you kind of get off the bike and you put it away, and then you go, well, I've got to get it out again, and it's it's just that whole thing. And you know, people moved like Hall moved onto onto PC and it become less accessible, I guess. And it, I just, it just drifted away. Um, Crossplay have... now, Discord. Yeah, they've, yeah. It, like, it's, it's even on that PlayStation really... 2, they've rolled that out now. Cool. You're up, too Jim, far behind now. That's the problem. Yeah. You, and then yeah. you say, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're too far behind. They've got a whole little posse that they're doing it with. And <laughs> it's kind of just like gone. Like the, the, the opportunity has gone for it. And I'm not too disappointed about it. I'm not saying it like, oh, I wish I, because arguably I'd, I'd you know, I think if everyone had gone, hmm. like we got the whole gang back together, if you like, that we did all the old raids with. Have to make said, some yeah. cuts, in my view. Cut some of the dead wood. Get, get... Well, what really was the nail in the coffin in the end was the fallout between Paper and Adkins that just made it <laughs> irreparable going forwards. But um, that, that was the nail in the coffin that for did. it in the end. It didn't help. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I. Uh, it's one of those things where I enjoyed my time, but it is very much rinse and repeat. Like. You're not doing a whole load of new stuff. It's kind of like big bad boss with a way of beating him that you have to kind of get to, and you have mm. to go on do the weeklies, the dailies, and you have to do that whole grind with it. And I, yeah, yeah, I just didn't really want to go back to it. I think broadly. And when did when do you reckon you fell off it? Was it after we did that last raid of like Argos back in yeah. back in the day? That's basically when yeah, I, no, I, mean, never, I never went back. About four years that. ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I even been. Yeah, it's about. F- Three, three and a half, four years ago, I think that was. Um, but yeah, you know, I think once we did that, it was a, it was an okay. It was like a good line in the sand. I felt it's like right, move on to other things. Mm. Um, and then before you know it, pandemic comes round, war zones lurking, and uh, just other things that I was, I was well, playing at the time. Came so out the wood, uh, came out the woodwork, didn't it? Those sort of games. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they weren't there when we were doing Destiny, really, as far as I remember. No. No, they weren't. No, I mean there there were versions of it, but obviously not Warzone in in of itself. No, and to tie um, us back to like OG Dim, I remember the first podcast we did. All you and Hall used to talk about this is back in twenty fourteen yeah. was Destiny mm. the original for weeks. Yeah, like what are you playing? We used to say, what are you playing? Yeah. It had to be bin because oh Destiny, <laughs> just just the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> just releasing the same bloody podcast over and over again. Basically, I mean, I loved it. I loved that initial. Like when it come out, the gameplay was just so solid, and that mm. that kind of loop that you could get in with it was really satisfying. But like all things, after a little while, it kind of becomes. I mean, even like Warzone now, like whatever you're doing, if you do too much of a good thing, ultimately you get bored of it, or it becomes a bad thing. Mm. Um, and sometimes you just get that with games where you have to somewhere. If they won't draw the line under it with the story and releasing stuff, then you know. You kind of have to, is yeah. the way that I see it. Take it into your own hands and say, right, I'm yeah, doing we, this. You know, but it, it's ultimately, it's one of those games where if your mates are playing it, yeah, it could easily be drawn back into it. But because it's only really Hall and Dave that are on it mm. and they're like night, like they're on there till silly o'clock in the morning. It's like, I can't be doing that. Drinking wine. Um, yeah, it, it kind of just, it's, it doesn't really 
pique my interest. No. I mean, it took me a while to get into Destiny. Mm. And really, it was those raids in the first one we did. And then Destiny 2, I kind of, I think mm. I jumped in at the very beginning of that. I was like, let's go, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Did the first few expansions. And then I think we got, I think it was Curse of Osiris was the one that had Argos in it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, kind of fell off. Because I was like, this is a lot to keep up with. Um, yeah. But I always loved, yeah. the gunplay was always excellent. Um, playing it on PC, because Destiny mm. 1 wasn't on PC. That's the sickener of it all. And that really, I think, opened up to a lot of people. But also, from your perspective, sort of transferred out the likes of Dave and Hall because they now had mm. their PCs that could be used. And yep. crossplay was there, but still, always there's always that disconnect if you're on Xbox and a PC yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's, just, it doesn't always resonate. It's, yeah. it's natural, isn't it? And I'd originally started on PlayStation and yeah. then moving over to Xbox and stuff like the whole thing. Was, I was kind of like PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation. I was always straddling the two. Different characters because at that point you yeah. can, there was no character progression that you could transfer. I mean, Dave had, mm. like, I think he bought a PlayStation to play Destiny on, <laughs> Destiny yeah. on PlayStation yeah. with, with others on there. I mean, it was... They were like archaic times when crossplay wasn't a thing, which now seems unthinkable when you think about that. Yeah, yeah. It was less than 10 years ago. But mm. yeah, the co-op element of it was always what appealed to me because it is PvE for the most part. There is a PvP yeah. element where you can grind for gear, but the game isn't Call of Duty. It is go in there and work together and defeat these big bosses. But yeah, they made some, in my opinion, the choice they made for Destiny 2, which kind of killed the momentum of it was they introduced those staffed revive tokens meaning in, yeah. a, in a raid of six of you you can only between you all you can only die six times in the raid and then it would mm. you know you, you run out and if someone dies you basically can't finish it because it requires you know damage from all everyone. of you yeah. yeah and then always the thing that annoyed me was this whole oh every tuesday you, you your progress gets reset on the raids yeah why <laughs> So you can go in and get new rewards, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, uh, no, I'll reset it when yeah. I've done it, thanks. Then I'll get the new rewards next time. Don't you Don't yeah. you let me get 95% through it, yeah. and then, because we can't finish it or arrange the next fucking session, because everyone's yeah. busy, reset yeah. my progress. It That's, made it tricky, because it really yes. puts the pressure on. Yes. Like, it, you can't just go, oh, we'll do one night a week or whatever until it's done. It's like, you have to do it every night yep. until it's done, as you say, because otherwise you don't get the tick in the box. Yeah. Um, and Dave would all yeah. look, bless Dave he used to walk us through these things he would always he was an absolute uh, hero of a yeah, man for doing that to, to slag him off now he would always say yep yeah, that can be done in one night well yeah and I think he certainly underestimated couldn't. well I think he the, overestimated our skill when we had the well, likes of paper say, in there he, yeah this is the point Carrying I think toot. he underestimated how poor <laughs> We could be I mean, I, I, largely a stick a gun in my hand, but if, when it starts getting late, <laughs> yeah, I will lapse consistently and constantly because my brain can't handle like those that that sort of time frame. It just does goes, and I just gradually just decline. Yes, I've got a really small window of effectiveness, and I, <laughs> I wasn't very effective. So then you had Hall and him, um, yeah, Atkins and Paper bickering, yeah, and then like. As you say, it's just the, the unpredictable nature of it all. It's just, um, yeah, it's it's tricky. But yeah. he, I mean, he could probably do it easily with his his mob in the in the yeah. in in one evening. But underestimated. Well, they've, they've streamed a few and struggled. Like it is. Yeah. I think these are, these are people that are good at the game. And I think, well, how, yeah, like, yeah. how on earth are we ever going to get mm. back into this? Which is why we never did. And yeah, yeah the, the raid reset annoyed me every Tuesday to get it done. Otherwise, you lost your progress, and it was like that's yeah. three hours of progress. That was there in Destiny One. To be fair, 
But the revive tokens was just another kick in the bollocks because oh, I hated that. You just couldn't oh. recover if you and yeah. like like you know if you die if you died twice in one encounter, you've kind of put everyone under pressure then because you've you've used an extra revive token. Yeah, anyway. you basically get one go, don't Each. you? And otherwise you're eating into yeah. Otherwise you're eating into someone else's yeah allowance if you like. It's tricky. And Dave um, never uses almost certainly, but still. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's the, we digress. We digress into Destiny, and that's in and Lightfall in particular is in Parky's team and also Mr. Hall's. Um, there is some transfer news to deal with. So Salmon's been active in the transfer window. He, mm. let me just check, I've actually put these bloody transfers in because I do laps sometimes, I have. So that's The Wolf Among Us 2, which was in Delay News last edition, he's got rid of that, unsurprisingly, and put in Oxen 3 2 Lost Signals. Which I think, check this as I say it. I think Netflix own the the development team now, and I'm wondering if that's coming to Netflix only. I don't know if it necessarily is. I know it's listed on Steam, so yeah, but it's published by Netflix, so that's one of their first forays into that. Um, and then also Disney Dreamlight Valley, which was something that already had a score from last year. It was in early access and was given an open critic score, so kind of had to transfer it out or take the zero. You can't take points for games that have already been scored. He's transferred that. Oh, he first of all, he tried to transfer it out for Homeworld 3, which <laughs> links back into you and your team because that's that's one of the ones that might be on the chopping block for you, potentially. Paper revealing all mm. sorts of privileged information in, in public des- uh, dimp forums. To, um, <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? But it's confidential information being leaked to Parky's team. Sabotage. Well, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes these people... Well, it's a want, risk. Yeah, I don't know what they're playing at. So Homeworld 3 couldn't have as rejected because it's in Paper's team, which is also yeah. in Logan's team. And instead, he's gone for City Skylines 2, which was announced this past week. And he's coming to Game Pass Day 1. I actually enjoyed the original of that. Sort of like the Sim City wannabe after that shit the bed about 10 years ago of their... <laughs> The online version of it, which was unnecessary. Then they tried to say, oh, it's got offline now. And everyone's like, no, too late. <laughs> too late. You launched it. Garbage. You had your chance. You had your chance. You've blew it. So they've mm. picked up the mantle there. Um, yeah. Where that leaves us in terms of the scores, uh, not really much has changed, I guess. But on, on the main show, Logan and Parky both have three games out. So this is now a like for like. You've got a 10-point advantage after three games. And you've made one transfer. I mean that's that's absolute titles, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean it's been a it's been a pretty good start so far. Um, I think we've got a pretty reasonable average. So eighty five yeah, average. I mean, I ain't gonna keep that up. But <laughs> if you can keep it above that eighty, I always say if you can keep it above eighty, you're in with a chance. Yeah. Um, that's all you want. And that's all you want. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a good start. Um, I think you know when when we did the draw. Uh, I felt like I had a pretty good, uh, a pretty good lineup there. I, you know, when we did the the podcast afterwards, I pretty much said it's Homeworld and Suicide Squad that are the potential blowers. We got rid of Suicide Squad, which I'm pleased about. Which, um, which is rumoured to be delayed again out of May. Yeah. So, you know, when that officially is announced, it'll appear in our segment, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just got to keep it up now. Hopefully, the next uh, thing. As long as the next few that come out are good, it really just puts the, the pressure on uh, 
on Parky. Yeah. So that's where you want to be in leading at the front, not chasing. Yeah. That's 249 versus 239, Logan and Parky there. That's the 10 point gap. The actual Grand Prix, Biff's still in the leagues. He's got the most games out 459 after six games. Salmon, five games, 387. Paper, three games, 237. So. He needs to buck up his ideas a little bit. Adcock, two games, 161. Hall, two games, 80. What am I talking about? Two games, 154 of an 80 I average. Two games, 80. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a disaster, isn't it? <laughs> and then Atkins is still yet to get off the mark. Biden is Absolute time. feet up. Yeah. I mean, his first game, I'm trying to look here. His first game will probably be, well... Probably Zelda. <laughs> maybe nice. maybe the Lords of the Fallen. I don't know if that's got a, a date yet. Um, and potentially Forza Motorsport. There's no date on that. But given they didn't give a date at the developer direct, mm. suggests that this part of the year isn't maybe going to be second half. So. so what? It's all of his like second half of the year then? Yeah, well, he's got things like Zelda. He's got Spider-Man 2, which is second half of the year. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16, which is like June time. Um, and then other stuff that I don't think's got a date, like Lords of the Fallen or The Lords of the Fallen, Forza Motorsport, Stalker, Tekken 8, the day before, and he's got that Suicide Squad. Just really puts the pressure on late in the year, doesn't it? It does. It does. You want to try and bank him, I say, but we'll see how that pans mm. out. Anyway, why to start with this, or even this might be it, depending on how long <laughs> the waffle goes on for. If I can get my fucking tab sorted, it will help. This is from, it's a tweet sent out from one of your favourites. <clears throat> Quote, imagine trying to extract with an item you discovered worth $100,000 on the chain. Mm. Think about entertainment value as a viewer, let alone player. A new PvP experience is upon us. The concept of a digital collectible is an online in an online game is so exciting to me, especially an extraction type of game. People saying scam and uh are just brain dead headline followers. <laughs> same people that spent that spend a ton of ton on skins for for an annual release of a game. Same skins everyone has too. So this obviously got some traction because in the world of the the hive mind of gaming, any form mm. of blockchain technology or nfts is just crapped on immediately um perhaps rightly so but i thought it'd be mm. an interesting discussion point we don't really we've not really spoken about anything to do with nft or digital collectibles on, mm. on that and we've both dabbled in yeah. the crypto market you know i don't with varying success <laughs> maybe not no, so no su success. No success potentially no success really yeah. and um so we've dabbled in that part of it. I don't claim to understand the technology of NFTs other than, mm. you know, there's, you've, you can essentially, in theory, extract that item and use it in another game, potentially, or sell it onto a free market, etc. But mm. as a man that dabbles in these Warzone-type games that do offer in-game skins that aren't blockchain-related technology, mm. what do you make of, not necessarily Dr. Disrespect, he's obviously winding people up to a certain extent and chucking values of 100,000 on there is, is ludicrous. Yeah. Like that. Like, imagine the cheating that goes on now where there's nothing online yeah. Yeah. and then introduce a digital collectible that's worth some level of real money. I mean, you'd have to make the game so watertight that it just won't happen. It's impossible. These cheaters will get in there and, yeah. and get access to it. But the idea of these, these skins potentially being on a blockchain which offers more freedom, 
And I don't know what the, the big idea to it. One of the, the explanations I've had is that you earn, I don't know, let's say a Spurs skin for yeah. or a Conte skin for, um, for a gun <laughs> in Call of Duty. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'll go and play Destiny now. Or oh, I can take that Spurs skin and put it on my gun there. Now, in order for that to happen, both those parties have to agree to it, which they never will. So the whole idea yeah. of it, I think, is flawed from that perspective. But mm. what about the idea even of just getting a skin that's worth some money to sell and then it, and that being there basically because it's on some sort of blockchain? Although, again, this has happened in other games. Diablo 3 has had an auction house. You can sell trading cards on Steam. CSGO had a, a skin trade. This, this stuff's been done mm. without the blockchain technology, but... Yeah. I'll stop waffling. I've chucked a load of crap at you. Cipher through it and let us know what you think. Yeah. So the first thing I think is some people love to use words like NFTs and blockchains because they're like funky buzzwords. Mm. Um, I've seen how NFTs work in a market, in a crypto market. Yeah. And again, I, I don't know. I mean, you see some of these NFTs, like some random personal draw something and then they sell it for like a fortune like hundreds of thousands of dollars on as an nft on on a crypto exchange and they own the right to it or own that nft and i'm like i don't i honestly i just don't really get it like i don't like i I just don't understand really what the purpose of it is like is the idea that it's the investment is the idea that is it just a piece of art that you want to own? Is it like having a picture on the wall, except in a instead of a wall, it's in your wallet? Like, I'd, I'm still struggling with the the overall concept of it. Mm. I get the idea of a non fungible token, and I, I understand, but like, why in a game? And to your point, like, I don't want to buy a skin for twenty quid. Like, why am I going to go and do this whole high stakes thing? Which, let's be honest, I imagine they're not going to give something away for free. There's going to be an entry fee mm. to be able to participate, mm. you'd suspect. Or, you know, I, I think it all depends how it's framed. I mean, broadly, you know, Warzone have introduced this idea of if you want one of the new guns that's in our store, you can buy it in the store. Yeah. But if you want the gun, you have to go into DMZ and extract it. Yeah. So. They've already done this or dabbled with the idea of, you know, high. Uh, uh, like you get you get a reward at the end of it. Like mm-hmm. you get the gun which you can use in multiplayer and Warzone, and otherwise it's locked unless you buy it. So, I think there is stakes there. I don't think having a hundred thousand pound dollar NFT on the other end is going to make me want to do that anymore, mm-hmm. personally. And is it going to be what a one-off? Is it going to be ten of them? Yeah. How many? Well, they, like, they can artificially create demand one one month, and then say there's only eight of these in the world, and then in six months go right, there's another eight thousand, and then immediately the yeah. value they can manipulate. <laughs> however, yeah, and however that's they the like. point. Then all of a sudden, its value's gone from a hundred grand to to a dollar, and you've gone yeah. through all that. I, I don't know. Shysters, I, um, he's saying. I just don't know. I, I like the idea that there's a game mode with something at risk, but I, I can understand how that would be good as a player. Like you remember when we used to go into um, the division and into the dark zone, and you'd yeah. find a good bit of loot, and all of a sudden you're thinking, "I want to get this out." Yeah. Um, like that, but I feel like that is 
enough. Like, I don't know if I'd want something with real world money on the line value to mm. be. Yeah, it's like, and then you're you're in the world of gambling almost, and it. it I don't know. It, I I can understand why in certain instances it would perhaps be people would enjoy doing that, but I just don't think it's something that I'm like jumping up and down for personally. The yeah. thing that I like about gaming is that it's all virtual. Like what you're yeah. doing has got no bearing or effect really on my real world wealth or or, or anything. And then all of a sudden you go and you can extract something worth 100 grand. It's like, well, now this is bleeding into yeah. like something a little bit more. Well, like I said at the top, how, how do you regulate and stop the cheaters from... Because there's... I mean, that's a huge problem. There's... I mean, if you take Warzone as an example, and if the thing is, if there's something that's worth money at the end of yep. it, someone will create something, mm-hmm. find, you know, loopholes and you name it, and exploits and... Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty as an example is rife with that shit as it is. There's nothing on the line. line. There's nothing tangible uh, yeah. on the line for people. <laughs> Other than a win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so if people are doing it for that... What are they going to do for something that's worth saying? And then how are they going to manipulate the value in the market yep. to increase that even further? Because that's what people do. So I think there's a, there's a number of problems with it that I can see. Hmm. Um, and then what are you going to do? Uh, you'd, you'd have to be over a certain age, yep. right? Yeah. To, to, you're going to have – how are you going to link that to the blockchain and, and, and a wallet? And uh, there's a lot to work through there. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a bit of a it's a polarizing subject because you've got some people that just who mm. and the claim is that they're open minded to it which I think is fine but yet mm. when potential issues are kind of presented there's no there's no logical answer I very I very rarely hear back to say oh you're wrong you're misunderstanding it it's like the, the things mm. that even we've just spoken about there in a few minutes which isn't research in any way just off the top of our head yeah. seem like genuine concerns that may that may come about and yeah if we've got someone who knows what they're talking about i can say yeah you're wrong there then fair enough but (laughs) i just don't understand the point in it in in many aspects yeah like what we what's wrong with how it is now and they'll say you know there's plenty of examples Mm. of saying that and then suddenly a new technology Mm. comes on and changes things but why is it so polarizing why is it that you've got some people like dr disrespect who Mm. clearly now is like anyone who kind of criticizes it in an open forum is just you know as, as he says he's brain dead um, yeah and i mean then, that's and, just yeah i know but there are but, but he's clearly on the side of and he's what's that game he's mm. bloody making or head drop i mean that's is that gonna have it in it i just, just would assume he would like to introduce that at some point if the technology is mature enough but what is the yeah, what I is the so. what is the appeal for some of these people? And, and also, why are people on the other side so against it and won't even yeah. want to? Don't want to talk. Don't give it air time. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I think with everything, it's like if there's something to be done there. If you've got an idea, do it. Then, yeah, and see show see what us. happens. Yeah, show us what why? your idea is. <laughs> and um, you know, I get it. Like, imagine if there was like a. a I mean, I imagine it would run like tournaments would. Yeah. That's how I imagine it would be used. So, yes. In, instead of regulated being, in some way where you know it'd have to be yeah. yeah so like the Fortnite tournaments they used to run where and there's rules to participation and if you're suspected you know there's people watching everyone and if you're cheating or suspected of cheating you get booted out like i think that it'd have to be in that sort of environment 
Um, but it's basically instead of if you are the last one standing, you win fifty grand. It's uh, if you're the last, if you're the last one standing, since you're that's capable of extracting this item, then you get to keep it. Yeah, and it will be worth X. It's just a a way of transferring something of value as a, a and being a winner. It's like a prize pot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's, as always, it's how it's executed, I think, and that'll be the interesting thing. And I, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just old now and don't really <laughs> get this new funky technology that the kids are playing around with and NFTs. Well, and I think stuff. they get it. I don't think half of them get it. I don't think they understand it at all. But I mean, there's... Oh, my brother was showing it me the other day, and apparently, like on some of these exchanges, they'll do like limited time drops that will have wow. 100 NFTs in it, and you can basically sign up for it and buy it. You yeah. get a random nft like image out of it and then that's yours and it might be worth something it might not might be a common one it's basically a loot box i was like what are we doing here it is and at the moment usually that sort of stuff's just dedicated into that infrastructure so you know there's there's Mm. digital trading cards now which are nfts so you yeah you open a virtual pack and you get given another picture of fucking ronaldo or whatever and that's worth yeah whatever it is because of the market but you can't use it anywhere else one of the things that i think the metaverse which is another buzzword that is yeah. probably another discussion for another day <laughs> yeah. is to try and tile that together so that actually that trading card has some use outside of that infrastructure that yeah. Yeah, yeah but again that's mm. going to take all these firms these companies working together in tandem deciding who gets a cut of what and it's just why would they? Like, why? Well, what is the incentive for people to play ball? That's yeah. the thing that I always keep thinking. It's like, why? Like, yes. everyone wants their own one within their own environment because they want that to become like the thing. The thing. <laughs> like, and it ain't going to become they get all the, the bloody thing. money for it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I've I've got my overriding doubts about it, but it's no, you know, it's coming on at such a rapid pace. Yeah. Like, really, when you think about it, um, I think there's something that could be done there, but I think exactly what and how yeah. is is still to be defined. We need to be shown. Like like Starfield for you, you need to show me what it is, then I'll decide. And again, I've, I've mm. you hear a lot of talk about this, but very rarely have I seen... It's always theory as well. Like, this is how it would work. I mean, even what disrespect saying there in the tweet, he says, imagine... Mm. Imagine this scenario, and it's like, well, yeah, that's fine. I can imagine loads of scenarios that are great for, you know, ideas, but they're not realistic, are they? There's no reality attached to it. So, yeah, yeah. Come back when you figured it out, NFT and blockchain people, and um, and also, why can why does it need the blockchain? Would be always be my question. Because- Everyone loves it. It's so secure. It's self-regulating. It ain't mm. not necessarily until so someone figures it out. That. It ain't. You got yeah, and you got someone sitting there making sure and quality checking it and making te- and it's yeah. I, I just think it's the latest. Uh, it's the latest fad. Yeah, and there, I think there's a use for it, but I think everyone now because we don't really know what it's best used for. Yeah. Everyone's trying to use it for something and yeah. going oh blockchain yeah. NFT and it's like oh yeah. There's Piss prob- off. The the actual use of it is probably not related to gaming at all, and it'll that'll come out in. It's Five, predominantly 10, to be years. finance. Like that's yeah. where it's in the finance industry. They basically want to do away with legacy registers and mm. basically all this data and information when it can just be tied up in a token on the blockchain. Yeah, and they go, well, we don't have to worry about that because it just looks after itself. Wow, that's basically what it boils down to. And putting transactions on the sounds blockchain like a bloody banking of the dark web to me. But this 
again, go down rabbit holes with that. Again, it, even there, though, they don't know what to do with it. No, so what are we doing? No. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I like to keep an eye on it, but it seems like mm. a lot of pomps and talk at the moment rather than actual substance. So, You're well, correct. And as I understand it. We never write things off. So should a good idea come along, we'll go, oh, didn't think of that. That's how it works. But until that day comes... Remain sceptical is how me and Logan have decided it. You can think what you like to think. And also, for those that say, oh, you can't talk positively about the blockchain and NFTs, environment, all that stuff. If you do, you're a cunt. It's like, well, no, you're the cunt. Just let people get on with it and suss it out. It'll get better. These, yeah. these bloody camps need ripping down. Like I said, I always said that when I was talking about that bloody... I think it's the Microsoft stuff and the Sony mm. stuff. You cut 20% of the extremes off, kill them. Not literally, yeah. but cut them out of the conversation yeah. and let everyone else figure it out. Because they can't be brought back. No, they can't. They can't come that's back to trouble. Earth. You know, no matter what information you put out there or put in front of them, that's it. They're there. They're stuck there. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Indeed. Right, that's going to do for this segment of the podcast. We're going to transition into some game chat. This time it's going to be Norco, the point-and-click oh. adventure. Highly acclaimed narrative masterpiece being touted by outlets and people alike. And I sat down and rattled through this game on PC Game Pass. And I'm going to share my thoughts with Mr. Logan. So we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. you got apps here, joined by the nearly man, the resident referee, Logan. May well have been in the first part of the episode. Who knows where these things get slotted in. Might have been six months ago. It may well be six months in the future from when we record this, given some of the backlogs I've managed to record um, in terms of game impressions. So who knows? By then, I might not be a nearly man. I no, you might. likely I will be a nearly man, but That's you very, never know. It's very true. And we'll also probably be staring down the barrel of a, another interest rate rise. So if you want to try and date this one back, then there's a little clue for you guys that like to play that game. Um, we're here to talk about Norco, or specifically, I'm here to talk about Norco. Mm. Um, a tricky customer, this one, because it's... It's a real, well, it's a point and click game for a start. So mm. when you're looking at mechanics and balancing and things, just, it is what it is at the end of the day. But yeah. we'll waffle through it. We know there's a there's a way of getting through these things, and I'll um I'll do my best to portray what I think of it. Um, because it is a it was an interesting game for for better or for worse. We usually flush it out somehow. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes a bit of extra probing than I'd I'd like. But so Norco is a new one for me. It's not something that I've ever really been aware of. And I saw you playing it um, on Xbox. I presume it was a PC jobby. If you're um, a PC Game Pass jobby, that's what I played it on. Yeah, because mm. point and click. I mean, you can plug the mouse into the Xbox. I'm told and the keyboard, yeah. but works fine. I refuse to do it when I've got a PC sitting here. So I mean, it makes sense, yeah. So yeah, it was um, um it was sitting on that PC Game Pass where it was. Yeah, so you thought was that was it saying that was on your radar beforehand, or Absol were you like, oh no, completely out of left field. The only reason I even even got on the radar was just because 
you know, I check Open Critic a fair bit just for the Fantasy Gaming League. But mm. at the time, this slotted itself in at number two in the rankings for the year, sitting on an Open Critic rate of 91. So for 2022, it, it, you know, it'll, it'll finish probably in the top 10 if it, if it hasn't already. So mm. I was like, cool, that is a, that's a big old score. And, and what was being said when I sort of lightly investigated was one of the best narratives of the year. And you thought, oh, here's a pricked up here narrative. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, the Open Critics score, the 91, is based on 24 reviews. So that's actually quite low. Mm. And you have to take that into consideration sometimes with these these things because I've seen stuff in there with four reviews getting silly scores and you're like, well, you know, if you get lucky with four people, you're absolutely laughing, aren't you? But mm. I mean, there's something sitting on there that's like a I can't remember what it was called. I think it's called freshly freshly frosted. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on there for ninety one also, and it's like I've never even heard of that, and it's got ten reviews and none of the big outlets have done it. So, little tip for Open Creek to maybe take a look at that and. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that, but in any case, that was the reason why I just saw it pop in mm. there, and I was like, "Cool, everyone's missed that, and everyone has mm. missed it because no one knew." As far as I know, you know, certainly in our group or our circle, there wasn't any hype about it. This wasn't even like a disco Elysium, which I had seen beforehand and thought, "Cool, that could be good." Mm. It just came out of the bins, and then I was like, "Oh, I'll make some time for that," and then it was sitting there on, on Game Pass from from day dot. So I thought, "Well, this has to be." you know, got at. I mean, even if it wasn't on Game Pass, it's it's £12.49. Mm. So we're talking low prices here. It's been on sale as low as a tenner already. So, I mean, is isn't isn't a consideration from that point. And I thought, well, if we're getting best narrative of the year touted, I have to, I have to investigate myself and, and see what I come back with. No, I think that's perfectly reasonable. And as we've said many times before, this is where Game Pass kind of comes into its own, where mm. you can just... You know, my, it's my default place to check for games now. Like, yeah. are they on there? Are they coming on there before I do anything else? And yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 the stars sometimes align. Um, but it's yeah. interesting to say you saw it. You could just sort of saw it crop up in on Open Critic, and that's what led you down the path. So, um, have you got the old store page I, in front of you? I do indeed. I've actually noticed on the Xbox app on PC, they've actually got a little tiny sort of synopsis at the top which is more mm. of a so i'm gonna read a bit of that and then probably the first bit but it says here norco is a southern gothic point and click narrative adventure that immerses the player in the sinking suburbs and verdant industrial swamps of a distorted south louisiana your brother blake has gone missing in the aftermath of your mother's death in hope of finding him, you must follow a fugitive security android through the refineries, strip malls, and drainage ditches of a suburban New Orleans. It's a lot very descriptive. There's a lot of words there. That's what words. I sometimes find with these. They're very wordy. It's like, yeah. it's got all the adjectives and descriptive words we can think of and bung them in there and see what they make of it. So basically, point and click, Jobby, find your brother, follow yeah. this android i don't know why it specifically mentioned that that's that's not a selling point what's that doing in there it's just a character you meet in the game like what why mention that you've got to follow an android i don't know it's uh, not it's that what, important I, mean, I, picked, 
I picked it out of there because I was like, oh, there must be an element of, I guess, sci-fi to it. Then. Maybe, right, okay. Working. Yeah, but maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being overly critical there. It just seems like a strange, specific strand of the story to, to pull out. But yeah, why I guess Why don't you say search for your brother and then, you know, you'll find out that you meet the android that can, you know, yeah. get you on your ways. Strange. The, the android element might just drag people in somehow because they go, oh. It's got some element of science fiction in it or whatever. I don't know. Interesting. So we've been here before recently with a couple of narrative playthroughs. And I think to to what you said, sometimes it can be tricky to place these and talk to talk to the 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 pros and the cons. But I guess you know what you would have liked about it. I guess you're hoping would be that narrative. So Mm. I guess that that's probably a good place to start in terms of. Yeah, Thoughts. I think so. Yeah, so the writing is good. Um, it sets the scene really well. So some people will find it overly descriptive. Like it's very wordy at times. But mm. keep in mind, you're dealing with a, an art an art style that's quite. I'm not gonna say basic, but it's not a mm. you know a fully fleshed out 3D world. It's a 2D point and click game. So with with an element of like pixel art in it. So it's not um not high ray trace models. So it has to kind of build the the setting a little bit for you with, with the wording. And, you know, when you click on certain things, it'll, des- it'll describe the surroundings of it just to sort of fill in those little blanks that it can't display to you. Um, mm. it's, it's actually genuinely funny at times, which I wasn't expecting because it sounds very bleak and very serious, doesn't it? And it is mm. for, for the most part, but there are some extremely funny moments that like, actually had me cackling at one point, or a few times, in fact. <laughs> Right. Um, what I would say of the, of the story is, it's a bit strange for me. <laughs> it's a little bit odd what's going on, and the the setting's not necessarily odd. It's kind of this dystopia. It's kind of like it's all gone to shit. It's in the near future. I guess it's trying to do some commentary on you know mm. stuff going wrong, and there's a oppressive kind of controlling malign influence or organization that kind of runs all the refineries and has its it's that sort of setting Mm. but there is some strangeness some quirkiness perhaps that perhaps didn't oh i like a little bit of strange but this at times i was like what's going (laughs) what is going on here um but generally well written i'd say um and funny and probably does the right thing in terms of making sure that it's descriptive enough so that you can fill in the blanks where the visuals aren't offering you the, the level of detail. I'll just one thing that's really strange, okay? Yeah. You get go back to your bedroom when you get home. There's a there's a little toy monkey there, obviously you've probably had since you was a kid or since the character was a, a child. Mm. You can choose to take the monkey with you or leave it there. It's up to you. <laughs> if you take it with you, it comes part of your party and it, it can be used in combat. I'm like, what the, what are we doing? <laughs> it's just weird things like that. I'm just like, what's going on here? So there is some there is some strangeness to this. It's um definitely leans into its sci-fi elements um and has these these quirks which it'll be good or bad or somewhere in the middle depending on your persuasion, I guess. I I always think with, you know, it depends the way it's set. With these narrative things, it's it's really tricky. I mean, Tales from the Borderlands, the original one, was mm. deliberately kind of comedic mm. at times so, and you got that through the, the 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 story but if a game's sort of outwardly projecting 
something serious, like looking for your brother, and then there's these uh, there's comedic moments in there, but there's just sort of ludicrous things that happen. It kind of just de-immerses you. It sort of pulls you out of that immersion, which I think mm. is important. And you need to be invested in the story. And I think it just removes a little bit at times mm. how invested you are in in the overall outcomes. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my my thoughts and experience on it. Yeah. Do you feel like it does that? It's not overly... I wouldn't say it's overly distracting. I think just the oddness is the distract was the distracting part for me. Yeah. But then that is kind of the game. That is kind of... That is the setting. You know, this is a a weird world they've created. So right. it, it kind of all fits the bill and that's where the funny moments usually will occur is because of the characters. There are some mm. strange oddballs roaring around. Yeah. Um, that you'll come into contact with and, and communicate with. So it's not tonally set as a comedy game, but it has just those kind of relief moments in there. Mm. Um, and I think they've done a good job of balancing that because I think any more it could have, like you said, been a bit overbearing at times, but I think it just okay. it does add to it on a net sort of basis. Yeah. So I guess obviously you follow through and you point and click. Like there's no real control beyond just going, go in there, look at this or whatever. Like is it. Yeah. Can you interact with the environment or is it kind of like... So you can, you'll go to say a room or an area in the world and you can you can click around. You might have to click to go through a door. It'll present a new screen. Yeah. But on each screen, essentially, there'll be a number of things that you can interact with. It might be a person. So you can go up to them. You can look at them first and it'll give you a little like narration point like, oh, so-and-so, mm. you know, from the fucking beach or whatever it might be. <laughs> or you can go and talk to them, then it'll engage in some level of discourse. And you can choose what you say back. Um, there's no, as far as I could tell, there was no real narrative choices. There are small yeah. choices, like I said, about taking the monkey with you. Um, mm. And you can try to choose how to engage with people. To my knowledge, it doesn't have any impact. Like, there's no way of getting a different ending or things fundamentally changing based on what you say or mm. what you do. It is is a linear path in that sense. But yeah, mm. in terms of the point and click stuff, you you kind of have a number of objects that you can click on and fill in the gaps. You know, you you might notice that there's a broken window or something, and then you'll go to that, and then it'll reveal another clue. It's all very much in that vein. And one mm. of the one of the things that's important, well, at least I felt was important for this title and that actually became quite a good boon was just how quick and easy it is to get around the different locations there's probably a dozen or so locations and it's as easy as going to a map and just selecting the location like mm. in some in some point in kick games you have to navigate say the you know the, the alleyways on the far right of the map and it's through six screens you have to go through all the six screens to get to that one alleyway Conversely, mm. if you want to get back, you have to go back through those environments just by clicking through, you know, the road or wherever it is. Whereas in this, in Norco, you can just select, I want to go here now and it'll mm. just take you there. So it speeds things up, doesn't doesn't create any kind of slop from that from that <laughs> perspective. Yeah, it's interesting you say there's no um, there's no decisions or anything. So I, I, was, expecting I've played... to, I was expecting it to be, I, I thought this was going to be a narrative-based game. And what's interesting mm. is the way they... The way they kind of portray who you are and mm. your faults, and again, because you're not you're not creating a character, you're you're, you're taking on the role of a, of another. <clears throat> it's, yeah. it's this thing called a mind map. It's in it's like a little menu in this in like a start menu or whatever. Mm. You go into there, and you might click on say your mother. It's got a little portrait, little like pixel portrait of of her. You click on that, and it says 
my mother was, you click on that and then it'll say like the other two options was, was comforting or was annoying or whatever it might have two and you click on one of those then it'll kind of fill in a little bit of text as to why they feel that way and you can go back and see what both are but there's no it doesn't create a you know decision as such it's just an interesting Mm. way in which it it communicates with you about characters and other surroundings like as you Mm. as you interact and find out about more things more things go into this mind map and you can go in there and just go onto the individual like the android will be in there for example you can be it'll be like oh i can't remember his name now like billy was our house Android, and they have like a number of memories that you can click on, then it'll kind of bring up that memory and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that actually. I completely lost track of what you'd asked. Well, it's basically around the decision element mm. because it's interesting because you basically are then reduced to almost just playing through yeah. a set story, which is fine because arguably in a lot of video games, that's what you're doing. Like, not yeah. every game has video choices, but. The pleasure from the game comes from the mechanics, from the fighting, from the combat, from the shoot, like whatever it is. So I guess in this game, if it's a point and click, there's no decisions. Like where, what's, yeah. There is combat and there are puzzles. So Puzzles, right. You might be locked out of a room. I'm making that up, Mm. I don't even know it's in the game, but it's a similar scenario. You, You need to get somewhere and you can't get in. It's like, I need to find a fucking object to open the door. Like it, it, so there's puzzles mm. like that around progressing in terms of if you want to get somewhere or speak to someone or be invited in somewhere, there's a set mm. number of requirements you need to do or you need to find a way to you know, to manipulate that to get in. So there are puzzle elements that will stop you in your tracks rather than just clicking through it all. Uh, we have to kind of stop and think and be like, hmm, I wonder if I go back to the home, whether mm. that little statue I saw... Is part. It could be something as simple as that, um, and then the combat is. So you bump into people, and you'll in- inevitably get into combat. And like I said, you can take the monkey along with you as a party member, but you'll also meet other <laughs> other party members on the on the road, as you will, and they will they will form part of your party, and they all have different kind of attack patterns. So with your character, when you attack someone, there's like a little portrait of your enemies that are in the uh, in the combat kind of arena, if you will, in the combat scenario. So you click on one of them. For your main character, the way they attack is five symbols come up and it, it lights them up in an order. It goes like here, it goes like one, two, three, four, five, like all over the screen. And in order to inflict max damage, you have to copy that pattern. So you tap, 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 and it hits a number of predetermined damage to the to the character. Other characters have um, like timing-based sort of clicking mechanics. So mm. one person has a gun, and the way it works is three targets will appear on the portrait. They will zoom in, and it will say "ready." And at that point is when you want to click it. But they're all they're all like stacked, so you want to be like going click, 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 ready, 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 and then you'll get maximum damage from that. So they're, they're few and far between. This is not a game that grinds to a halt and it's like combat every fucking zone. It's probably no more than maybe half a dozen times in total. There's not there's not a great deal of combat in this, but in certain scenarios, if you um, I, I don't know if you can. I think there was one scenario I could have perhaps avoided combat to start with, just because I was being like, well, no, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm sure there's another way I could have gone round and done that sort of without attacking the the poor chat. But he was acting like a cop, mm. so I thought, well. You reap Teach what, him a lesson. You reap what you sow in this world most of the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, but other than that, really, it's they're, they're normally 
blockers for you to progress, but there's not too many of them. Like it's it's not okay. a, it's not heavily based. But I guess that's the way they break up it just being a storybook of sorts. Um, yeah, yeah. And I would say like you are interacting with the environment, you know, learning about things. Like it's not as simple as just clicking through things. Like you will want to yeah. take notice of what is where and who's where and keep that stored in the back of your head and think, right, they may be useful later on if this is mentioned. Um, and they introduce a few kind of, you know, typical things important in clicks. You get an inventory item. And you think, well, what's what use is this wrench for? Later on, there's use for the wrench. You know, you can open yeah. the door with it or you can do whatever. So it's all about keeping a, it's more of a, a mind, you know, type stress, trying to keep on top <laughs> of where you need to go and what needs to happen. But it's not overly complex, which is handy because I'd forget things and get stressed out. No, that's fair enough. So really, yeah, you say it's, you know, you're playing through the narrative, point and click, with some interesting mechanics in there, basically to break it up, essentially, yeah. that, that sort of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess moving on to perhaps things that you weren't so fond of in this game, like, is there anything that you could pick out where you're like, mm, this is not ideal or I didn't enjoy that in this setting or anything like that? There's nothing really to be critical of for a point-and-click game. Really, One thing I should say, I should probably say this at the top, I can't remember the last time I played a point-and-click game. Honestly. Mm. Like a true one, not like a Telltale, which is sort of like an adventure type game. Yeah. Yeah. One where literally you're in a static image of a location and you mm. investigate the surroundings or the people. I honestly can't remember. It would have been the the one thing I can remember is I remember I went around Paper's house when we were much much younger, and he had like some. Mm. I'm sure there was like a Muppets game that was like FMV, <laughs> but point and click. Yeah. That's honestly might have been the last time I partook in one of these. I'm trying to think, uh, they used to be really common. Like they mm. they used to be because they were obviously constrained by the limits of the power and the graphics yeah. and the capabilities. Like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, they were super common nowadays it's one of those things that's died out i think because largely people just like well don't want to do that um <laughs> like it, it, everyone needs action constant like yeah. like dopamine rushes and stuff and these games tended not to be like that so it's interesting that you know people are, are still making them i think and and people are obviously enjoying them if they've got that that kind of score but um yeah it's a valid point then you know a true point-and-click game is is relatively rare these days. Yeah, oh, I'm certain if we looked, we could find them, but uh, they just don't mm. seem to get much traction. You know, lost in the shuffle. I, mm. I understand why, but um, it was interesting, kind of diving back into this sort of legacy genre that mm. has been lapped in many ways, technically, but still has its merit. Still can provide a good good experience. Mm. This took me about. I think it took me seven hours. Seven hours, 21 minutes. There it is on my Xbox. Yeah. Now, that how long to beat nonsense, yeah, <laughs> which they've mm. integrated into the PC Game Pass. Let me just double check it. Had it at five hours. <laughs> so, where's the extra two coming from? It's saying here completionist seven hours. And I've hit 721 and not com- done a completionist run. So, I don't know who's adding to these scores, but they need to be sensor checked. Yeah, but there? is Ronnie the best? gauge yeah. of he likes to have a look around most... doesn't he 
he does. This is the thing. He likes to explore everything, make sure he's seen anything, hasn't missed anything he should have missed because that'd hurt him. Yeah. He has to be taken into consideration with these how long to beats because yeah. he adds time on. He does add time on, that's true. I've got <laughs> 750 out of the 1,000 gamers school without searching for yeah. him. So yeah. a pretty thorough effort, I guess, in that in that sense. Mm. But yeah, so it's between a five and seven hour game is what I'd say. So again, won't necessarily outstay its welcome. I think if you, you're into these or have played these previously and thought, oh, you know what? I've got a weekend. I'll fancy diving back into one of them or trying what a modern one would look like. It's worth a go because it's it's kind of benefiting from the the jumps in terms of things like music and atmosphere that like they're able to create that a lot more i would say they're in a better position to create a a good sound and music track than they were back in the day because they were sometimes restricted by the amount of memory that would fit on a floppy mm. disk for example whereas now they've got unlimited space to deal they can put a high quality sound tracking and great music to kind of bring along the atmosphere <clears throat> which this game definitely has because it's in this sort of brooding, as they describe, southern gothic area <laughs> of Louisiana. I, did, I thought Norco was a made-up word. Apparently, it's actually a real place. I looked oh. it up afterwards. It's a real place in one of these in, in Louisiana or wherever they're saying. Again, probably butchering the locations. But it's, um, it is what it is, I guess, is the, the cliff note, really. <laughs> it, is a, it is a point-and-click narrative adventure. I will say I don't subscribe to it being the best story of the year or one of the best. Well, I, there hasn't been a load of great stories to be fair, but when people say that, I kind of think it needs to stand longer than a year because you might have, mm. you know, it might be up against to, you know, Saints Row. I mean, it's better than that, I'd imagine. But then it, what's that saying? So <laughs> it's just, a tricky one. Yeah, it is a tricky one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's subjective as well. Oh, of course it's it like, is. Yeah. It's like when someone goes, this is the best film of the year. You go, well, what sort of film? Well, if it's Adkins, he'll say that every fucking week when he watches the new one. So you can't be trusting him. He's giving nine out of nine out of tens, ten out of tens, just like the, the, any Billy other. Billy and Billy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, I had fun with this. And um, not that I'd ever ruled out a point and click adventure. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, now I'm definitely going to find all <laughs> point and click adventures. No. But if I see another one that flashes up and seems to be you know, looking like it's getting some good press and, and whatnot, I'll certainly take mm. a look. It hasn't put me off them. Um, it hasn't made me a fan, so it's kind of like a, a middle road there. But I don't know what would get me to, to motivate me to play another one of these, but um, Norco in itself was was pretty good. Sounds like you like talking yourself down from it a little bit. No, I'm not. It is what it is, I think. It's the general yeah. thing. And, uh, you know, my preferences relate more to third-person, narrative-based action-slash-adventure games. That's just mm. the simple fact. I mean, this is this is palate-cleanser territory. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's where it is. It's kind of like, no, well, it should be little stress, a little bit yeah. of puzzle-solving yeah. and stuff, and then enjoy the story and move along. And that's kind of where it where I think it should sit. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it was a little stress. Like, it's not, the little puzzle elements in there aren't... Mm you know, ridiculous. I, I made a separate little notepad and just quickly wrote down some numbers, some sequences, things that I were going to become useful to me. And it was nice to see that they were used. And I was like, okay, I've, I've, I've took the time just to make a note of that. I know what the, know mm. what the code is or whatever. So yeah, Norco it is what it is. That's, that's what should be on the fucking store page. <laughs> I was going to say, 
do its marketing for it, going, yeah. Norco. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that brings us to, to the final part, really. And that is, as we know, pulling up to the uh, you know the parking space outside. Why are we the still famous... using cars? Sustainability. What's got a fucking petrol guzzler of yours running? You're in that van. Yeah. I'm going to keep it going as long as I can just to piss <laughs> off the wokeness. But anyway, um, yeah, so we pull up outside and I'll, sh- I'll dingle the keys at you and go, look, are we going in here or not? Yeah. Well, do you know we what we sh- I don't know why we do this because imagine if I got there and said no and you was like, I've just driven through all that traffic and you've told me we ain't going in. <laughs> it's on the way. It's on the way. No, we're <laughs> on gonna the go- way to the pub. We're going <laughs> to, yeah, well, you better only have two and that's it. I don't know if you're allowed to, actually. Depends. One. One. Uno. None, really, is the right answer. Yeah. yeah. So you won't get us on that. Um, yes, we're going in. We'll have a little wander around and see where it can be placed in my exhibition. Yes. So where does it go? Because I think I'd be quite intrigued if it, if, as to where you could potentially put it, but I think I know where it will go. You tell me where you think it's going, actually. Let's play that game, because I don't want you to try All and right. get off the hook and say you knew that. <laughs> I think oh, it's going to be a bronze. Interesting. You yeah, would be. I think it's be a bronze. You would be incorrect. A silver. Interesting. Because it's 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 the, where I nothing put, wrong with it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. it. It delivers on its goal. I wouldn't say it's exceptional. You know, in in, in it, may, it may be for some people that, that are you know a fan of this genre, but for someone who uses other genres and other types of games as palate cleansers, this was a nice one. Um, mm. Didn't leave me with any sort of amazing. I wasn't like wowed after I finished it. So that's where the, the mm. golds and the platinums need to be sitting. But there was nothing fundamentally wrong with the game, and or any any, any kind of worries. That Sour taste. To, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's yeah. a better word for it, but I've forgotten it completely. <laughs> if you can help me out, where there's um, just a little niggly, like something. Yeah, I mean, to concern yourself with. Yeah, you, you know, you've played it and you went, yep, that's that. Like, there's nothing left there where you went, Caveats. Oh, you know, there's no caveats. There's no real caveats. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is what it is. And it was solid. It was enjoyable. It was fun. It was a bit strange for me. But mm. a couple of sessions over a weekend, I think I did it in three sessions. So mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it was done. I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was a nice little detour on my on my gaming life so it sits itself nicely in the silver area of my gaming exhibition so one question for you yeah so the overall open critic ratings obviously put that i mean if you're equating numbers that's gold left territory for us isn't it historically yeah i mean we i like to get away distance from that but yeah i mean i know you do but i still in my head think when I'm looking at these scores, I'm thinking, uh, and I'm equating it to where we would score it and things. Mm. Like, do you think people have got a bit overzealous with this sort of game, or do you think it boils down to personal preference and stuff? I'm just interested in your thoughts on that. No, I don't think they've overdone it because it's it, it wasn't being touted as the the second coming or anything. It was just a strong it's narrative of the year. Well, again, it's up against Saints Row and things like that. It's tricky, isn't it? But I yeah. do think that if it had more reviews, like up in the, say, at 70 critic reviews, yeah. I would suspect the number would be a little bit lower than that, sort of mid mm. to high 80s. But who knows? It might go up a little bit more. I think it's benefited from having only 24, which is still a lot of opinions to have in there. But you look mm. at some games that are reviewed, it's in the hundreds. 
and therefore mm. anything higher than hundreds is a better temperature gauge. I won't say it's definitely. I won't say it's wrong, um, mm. but uh, you know, I, I would personally expect it to fall down if more people had played it. Perhaps people that aren't fans of the genre. So I do wonder who gets given these sorts of games. They give it to someone who. Yeah, think they've got like a bias towards those. Sorts well, it might of be a bias. Then... It might even just be that they know that only a certain. You know, people that are really interested in this game are those that play them. So actually, does it make sense to give it to someone who's got experience and can say, mm. here's what it does well with a point and click. Here's what it does not so well. Um, mm. it's, there's, there's always pros and cons to doing that. It's like giving, like if we gave you Elden Ring was, and was working at an outlet <laughs> and went, right, you go and review that. You'd be like, well. What are you giving me this for? Yeah, exactly. So there needs to I don't be, be playing that. No. Or give me scorn and I'm like, well, I'll just <laughs> score it anything. Yeah, it'd be, inter- it'd be an interesting experiment it. to give games to people that have no right to be playing them in terms of their taste yeah. but then yeah, yeah. what use is that other than to say yeah I, I, I don't like that genre so it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> creme de la creme it's still going to get crapped on so yeah but 91 is what it sits at as we record this and um, you know it's there as we record it's there on Game Pass for, for people to give it a, a play so as I said Norco sits itself in the nice silver area of mine so no arm no foul yeah. Right. That'll do for this episode of Idle Game Chat. If you have made it this far, thank you very much. We do appreciate your support. And those of you that are patrons, or if you subscribe on the old Twitch channel, you get our thanks as well. Although you don't get your name read out. I mean, there's so, so few of you, I could do that. But I feel like you're setting yourself up to do something extra. And once you forget about it or it becomes an official perk, they, they've got you over a barrel. So don't promise. Don't give, give away the minimum, I say. And then never write down exactly what they are entitled to. Because then one day if I do do it, you know, it's a little treat. So probably never going to do it, though. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.